Hello and welcome back to the Sports and Stuff podcast. I'm here with Aiden, Darren, and Sid. How are we doing, boys? Good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, despite some um, sad news today, but we'll, we'll yeah, talk good. about that I'm later. Good. I'm, I'm pretty good. And yourself? I'm doing well, thank you. Um, hey, Dar- hey Dar- Darren already asked him that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, asked that. Um, first, we're gonna start. Yesterday, new Patriots jerseys were dropped. Uh, it didn't look very much different to me, but I want to hear what you guys have to say. So. Um, personally, I, I really, I mean, I got mixed feelings, like, sure, it might be a fresh jersey change, but I feel like it kind of looks like the, uh, the color rush jerseys as, like, the, uh, mainstream jerseys, which, they are. It's like I mean, I'm not really, a f- like, I'm not really a fan of that because, I mean, the, it kind of ruins, like, the specialty of the color rush jerseys, like, they were supposed to be used for, like, special games and stuff, and, on top of that, I know a lot of people were hoping for the white helmets, and I kind of was too. Like the white helmets with like the blue jersey and like the silver pants, I thought I think that would have looked pretty, pretty nice. And the fact that they didn't really do that kind of disappoints me. But I mean, it's a jersey. A jersey change is a jersey change, so I can't really be disappointed all that much. Well, I think I think if you put a white helmet, it like ruins the. The lore with the Patriots is like the silver helmet, like always. And if you have a white helmet, like you're seeing the bruise marks, the colors on it, like every single hit. Like it's it, like the first game of the year, it might be like very white and like nice and shiny. And then you, by week three, the thing's like covered in like like paint chips from all the collisions and stuff, even though we don't want to like talk about like concussions. You don't want to, it would look like messy almost if you have like a full white helmet. And it just lo- it just looks weird. Like the silver helmets have always been the Patriots thing, and I don't think they should change that. And I'm glad they didn't. Even though they the old white helmets, I definitely liked, but having all white uniforms is a mess. Like these were definitely disappointing, and I don't think the color rushes were ever like something crazy. Like for some teams, they were like awesome, and then I thought for the Patriots, it was pretty boring. So I mean, my opinion hasn't changed. These jerseys are pretty boring to me. I like the old jerseys a lot better. Like, looking at them, I think that there wasn't really much need for a change. I mean... I think there was. I think there was I like, need for a change. I like I the mean, idea of having a new chapter. See what the future can bring. Exactly. Especially, I mean, Tom Brady here for 20 years. I mean, they need new jerseys. Yeah, but the the old jerseys looked really good, and these are just... Yeah. But every time every time there's a jersey change, you know, they've won a Super Bowl so far. So That's true. The numbers don't lie there. I think... I think they're pretty sharp-looking jerseys. I personally like the white one. I heard some some people had some problems with the white jersey. I thought the white jersey was better looking than the blue one, to be honest with you. And I don't know how I feel necessarily about the jer- the. I didn't. I don't think it's a huge difference, but I liked. Uh, I don't know how a white helmet would work. I think that would be very odd. I, I like the throwback, and then when they wear the white helmet, I think that's a very good. Way to honor the, Have honor they the worn past. Those recently? I, no, I haven't really worn Not for a those. while. Yeah. Probably. Not a long – I feel like 2009. Or no, yeah, they've I won – the last time. They've won, the, like, the red throwbacks. Yeah. Like, the red they've... throwbacks, and they wear the other helmets with, with it. I don't yeah, believe – Do you think – do they still wear the, the normal helmet with the red throwback? No, they don't do that. No, they, they wear, I think they wear the, the red throwback jersey. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I think that – I, that's what I thought. That's as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. They haven't worn. They haven't had those jerseys like they haven't worn them in a while. I think it's probably been a year. The, the last time I can remember, they wore them a year ago. 
Yeah, with the red throwbacks, they were a they year were ago. A year ago, really? They wore a white helmet last year. What? They did not. No, wear I'm that. saying the red jerseys. Yes, they did. Oh, oh the, yeah, red the red jerseys. The red jerseys. Last year they My fault. My fault. I was. I thought we were talking helmets. No, the helmets. No, I. I can't remember the last time that happened. The, remember, like, the last time they were, I'm pretty sure we like the the one game where we like destroy the Titans 59 to nothing. It was yes, exactly in the snow. Yeah, that snow game. But the I really liked those red, the like the nice red um, uniforms from like 2011. I believe I don't know if I had one of one of my brothers had like the nice Gronk red. It was beautiful jersey. Uh, they haven't worn it, but I mean. I, I really was disappointed with these two jerseys. I mean, the Patriots have great colors. It's not like we're working with, like, like the Panthers, per se, have left like an odd color set, you could say. Yeah. Like, the Patriots have, like, red, white, and blue, like, America. Like, you got a good set of colors. You got a good colorway. Why wouldn't you capitalize on it? Um, Switching topics a little bit. Not, not much. Uh, I'm curious to see what you guys have to say about the Chargers uniforms. I thought they did. A great oh job, my goodness. I think it was a very, very good looking jerseys. Yeah, especially the fact that there's like eight different jersey styles. It's like Oregon almost. I like, think that's they yeah. get a, a different jersey for every game. I Who mean, want to buy those jerseys? I mean, they might, I mean they're they're, they're they might have they might have more uh might have more jersey combinations than wins this year. We'll see. I don't know about that. I think they could be a pretty solid team. <laughs> All right. Well. Yeah, but I, I, they obviously have to build on the draft, and I, I think Tyrod's good. But all right, me personally for the Chargers, I haven't really seen much. I mean, at first I thought they looked kind of decent, but as I started looking at them more, I started to like them more because, like, they they do have a lot of options, as you guys said, and I think that they could potentially be like being you like a pretty good team in their new jerseys. I don't know. I think. This jersey change. Have you seen the Have you seen the jerseys? Or I don't. No? Yeah, I've I've seen like a few. I've seen like the um baby blue jerseys. The baby blue jerseys look pretty good. I've seen like the um the away the, uh, the powder blue. Huh? Mean? Powder blue? Are you talking the same color? The yeah, the really light blue. Excuse me, like the powder blue. And then I saw the white jerseys. The white jerseys. Same thing. Same thing. I like the white the, jerseys. The all blue with like like the blue pants, the blue uh, jersey, and then like the yellow numbers. That one. Was, I did I like, like those. One. I I love the um. The number on the side of the helmet. I think that, I mean, it's disappointing that Brady went to Tampa because uh, those jerseys are. It's gonna be weird, but like, he would look like it would have been a nice looking like Brady Chargers jersey. I hate to say it, it would have been weird, but it, it would have looked nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, while we're talking about the, while we're talking about the NFL, real quick, um, just today, a couple like an hour ago, Lamar Jackson came on a, uh, on a press call. I don't remember exactly how he announced it, but he announced that he was the cover of uh, Madden 21. I saw And that. he said, yeah. he also very sure to say that he is not worried about the curse. Um, what are your guys' feelings on that? I mean... I don't see him, I don't see him getting cursed. Me neither, because the only way the, the only way he could actually get cursed is if the season gets cancelled. That actually that's the only way I see it happen. Mm-hmm. That could be it, though. That actually thinking about it now, I mean, that could be the curse. Yeah. That could be the curse we're talking about. Here. And looking back at last year's cover athlete for Madden, Pat Mahomes, obviously we know what happened with him. He led the Chiefs to the Super Bowl victory, and I think that the Madden curse might take a break, so to speak, this year too. Being on the cover, and I think he might have another MVP caliber season based on what he 
the numbers that he put together last year. So yeah. Personally, well, I, I mean, think Patrick got hurt. I'm just saying that. He did get hurt. But he did. other than that, he, the Madden curse wasn't in effect. I personally think that the Madden curse will not kick in this year for Lamar. I think if it's going to happen at any point, if Lamar's career is going to go downhill, it's in the future. I don't think no, I don't think anyone's figured him out yet. And while he's so athletic, he's still the most, like, obviously the most athletic quarterback, able to around, run around everyone and still be able to be a good pocket quarterback. I, I think he'll develop that arm over the coming years. And just when people think they're, oh, we can figure this guy out, I don't think they're going to be able to figure him out in a couple of years. I think he'll be too good at being able to throw. Like, the downfall of most running quarterbacks is they can't throw. I think he'll be able to get that. And he put up amazing numbers this year throwing, 36 touchdowns to six interceptions. And you could still have people argue that his arm isn't as good as, like, say, a Russell Wilson or, like, an elite it's not arm. Even close, close. Not you, even close. No, not okay. even close. I, that's not my point. My point is that in a couple of years he will have developed an arm, and I think he will be a great quarterback, and I don't think it will affect him like running wise. I don't think he'll have to lean on the run as much as he will, like as much as he did this year. Yeah. I think Lamar's going to be fine. I think he'll put up another great year and he, he'll, he'll, he'll uh, end up just improving. I was not comparing him to Russell I Wilson think... at all. I didn't, I do no, not I get think that. They have I get that arms that are even on the same planet. In my opinion, I don't think so. I get that. I think, mm-hmm. I think Lamar's definitely going to be like the next superstar of the NFL. I think possibly even more so than Patrick. Cause he can run and do all this stuff. But, uh, my thing is, like, I mean, 2015, Cam Newton, 15-1 and one with the Panthers, goes all the way to the Super Bowl. I mean, what's, like, I mean, like, what's not to say that it could be Lamar, like, struggling with these injuries now, Cam, struggling with injuries. The personality, like, issues, like, I don't think Cam has done a lot recently, like, in the past, like, in his NFL career, he's had some shaky stuff, but, like, within the last couple of years, he hasn't done much that's been, like, okay, we this guy can't be a starting quarterback. But, like, play-wise, I mean, he was the same guy. Like, he could run around like crazy, throw the ball. That team had so much, like, swagger and confidence. They lose the Super Bowl. I mean, that's tough. Like, like, and what if what happens if Lamar goes to the Super Bowl this year and then loses? I mean, who knows, like, what trajectory that has on him. So, so like, I think a lot of people are certainly jumping the gun a little bit on Lamar because I get he threw 36 touchdowns, but, like, how many were against – like, he threw five against Miami, and that was a scrub game. In Miami, like when Miami had literally no identity, even though towards the end of the year they, they started, got hot like, at the end of the okay. year. Yeah, they beat the Patriots. Yeah, they got like somewhat hot. But uh, the thing was like he threw that many touchdowns, but a lot of people are like, "All right, let's keep him in the pocket so they're not they're not sending the house on him to uh to let him run." And then when they are, there's less guys in coverage. I will. So I mean, if he's better develop that arm pretty quickly and become like I feel like at the end of the day he has to become a pocket guy every. Nobody can play their whole career not becoming a pocket guy. Russell Wilson did it. Uh, Michael Vick had to do it when he went to Philly. Still their legs, but he had to become a better passer than he was in Atlanta. And, I mean, he just has to – like, it's an adjustment. Even though he's at the height of his game right now, you have to adjust, which is – it's crazy to think. Like, guy who just won um, MVP literally has to – all right, uh, I have to, like, adjust my game. It's so crazy. I want to say – add final, final point for this topic that – you said Mahomes uh, that Lamar can run. I'd also add that Mahomes is very athletic and can very much so put up good rushing numbers if he chose. I just don't think he has to rely on that at all. But because of his receivers, yeah, he doesn't have to. I think he actually is a very pretty good running quarterback. He could he, yeah, he, he can, can scramble. He can scramble. He's pretty uh 
he's pretty slippery back there. So uh, let's is. move on to the next topic. Um, I know I spend a pretty decent amount of time on YouTube, like watching certain people. I just want to hear who like you guys watch and who do you think the best is, like on in your opinion. All right, I'll start off. Um, it really depends on like my, the time of day. If it's at night, I really like a guy named Mr. Nightmare in Unit Five Twenty Two. They put they have like really good like horror stories on. The I've YouTube seen those. Channel. I've seen a few. Yeah, those are very good. They're very interesting. Some they have like some no sleep. Like Unit Five Twenty Two has a thing called No Sleep, where he gets like he gets like some like, crazy insane stories from Reddit. And he like makes them like super interesting and puts them on his channel, and I think that's really good. And something, but the thing I'll say about him, Sid, uh, if I if I can stop you for a second, yeah, go ahead. Aren't his videos for the most part just him talking and then one like still image throughout the whole video? Yeah, but I mean, he I don't like that. That's 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 like that's boring. It's boring because there's no visual. Even if he's like like as the description's going on, like I know they're wicked scary, and like I've listened, I've definitely watched. I mean, I, I say I watched him, but I really more like listen to him because it's a blank screen. But like, I've watched it, and it's yeah. not the most interesting thing. Like to just be staring at a blank screen, it's almost like a podcast. Like the guy might as well just do straight podcast. Yeah. Oh, there's another channel that I recommend you watch. It's called Llama Arts. They actually he gets so no comment, no comment on my point or nothing. Not really. It's just telling you like about like the thing like that he does animations for scary stories so you can actually see like some of the action and it's pretty interesting oh, so he, does what, he does what this guy doesn't do basically yeah so i want to add on to, and, i want to add on to that because my uh one of my favorite youtubers is also in the horror category uh i watch a youtuber by the name of dead meat who very oh, yeah. good youtuber he covers horror movies basically gives you the overview of the movie like any type of horror movie he gives you the like the very famous the most famous ones he gives you the overview of the horror movie itself which you would think is boring having this guy tell you what is in a movie but honestly it's very fun to watch i've seen his kill counts yes it, it's a kill so kill counts are mainly good. what he does is kill counts which is he basically goes through these horror movies and counts how many kills there were he does like he calculates the time that was in the movie before that kill happened, um, the gender uh, split of kills, uh, average like, kill per. He writes yes, kills, kills per, per minute. minute. He gives out awards for the best kills in each movie. Mm-hmm. Seems like you guys know more than me, but uh, yeah, yeah, he, I, I disagree with that. But um, I'm joking. It's very. I, know, I, I like the channel a lot. Very interesting to watch. He does. He has podcasts too. So shout out to him. And. Uh, he also, I would give him a lot of credit for him getting me into a lot of different horror movies. I like to watch his kill counts sometimes. And, like, if I see that movie on, say, Netflix or Hulu or something, I want to click because, like, it's such an interesting channel. And, yeah, I just, really good YouTuber. Kill counts are great to watch. Shout out, Dead Meat. Uh, one that I'll say, um, I used to watch, like, a group called Two Hype. They do, like, 2K and stuff, yep. but... I don't watch them as much anymore because, like, their dynamic is, I guess, changed a little bit. But, like, one guy, uh, one channel I watch, uh, I'd say, like, I'd say I watch Barstool a lot. Stays stool scenes, wicked funny, like, around the office. It's like a reality show, like, inside of Barstool. It's good. And then I watch a ton of people always watch them. Watch Mojo all the time. They do top ten lists. That's a pretty good channel, I'd say. Yeah, they've built up like a long time. They've been wicked popular. They do top 10 lists. 
really good. Like, I'd say like a lot of it, it takes a lot of skill to do what they do. I don't know. I respect I respect their channel. I mean, they got more going on than simply like a guy just talking into a screen or someone narrating like, oh, this is what happens. It's like there's visuals, there's cuts from the movie, there's like info about it. They it's cover like, sports too. It's just more. It's more like complex than a simple like just talking. <laughs> For me. I like it. I, I've been watching a YouTuber about, uh, called King of the Fourth Quarter. I know mm. a lot of people know who he is. Yeah, very he, good. He's a good guy. He, his knowledge of basketball is, like, an insane. He knows. He's a huge numbers guy, am I right? He's a he, is, guy. he is a numbers guy. He, he's, like, I go to him, and, like, it, it's just, like, it's like a learning. You go to him? What do you mean you go to him? I mean, like, I watch his videos, videos and it's like, a, okay. it's like a learning experience. Like, I learn something new every time I watch his videos. And I, 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 I like that. that. And especially since I like sports, he's very entertaining to watch. So shout out to him. I used to watch him a lot. I don't, he, he does a lot. I like his channel a lot, but like I get, I don't know. I guess I go through like phases on like who I watch. Cause like I used to watch him a lot. And then, uh, cause he was doing, it was like the Sporkle quizzes. I was like, obsessed. those are awesome. Yeah. yeah, I love them, yeah. And then I kind of transitioned and then I know his like, uh, he like blew up honestly. Cause house of highlights like signed him. Now he's on like Bleacher Report doing his podcast all the time. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was pretty cool though. It it's cool to say that I did like watch him when he was like start somewhat before his fame, like to the point where he is now. A YouTuber that I actually watched before he got famous. He the, at the time he had about I want to say like a hundred k subscribers was Laserbeam. Oh, I love Laserbeam. Very oh, funny. Yeah, Laserbeam hilarious. He used to play Madden. Oh yeah, he did. Laser beam. He was a big that's Patriots when I, fan. That's when I started watching him. Is when he used to play Madden. He was a. And isn't he British? Yes. I, I didn't think he'd be he's like a Australian. Huge, he, huge Australian. Patriots fan. He's a huge Patriots fan. His, uh, his channel is good, and then he obviously transitioned to Fortnite. Yeah, his Fortnite well. videos are really funny. His yeah. Fortnite videos, and he does react videos. His react videos are really funny. Yeah, he's. he's I feel like react react channels are dead now. I yeah, I feel like a lot I of agree. them have gone down. A lot of them are. Except for Flight, obviously. Flight reacts Flight reacts huge. Oh, he's blown yeah. up. Flight's blown up, and he's, like, almost, like, the prime of him was, like, in 2K, like, 16, when he was talking trash to Cash and them, <laughs> and they were all, like, oh, 1v1. Oh, yeah. Like, it was the worst basketball game you could And he had that hard see. foul on uh, the two-hype house. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he tackled yeah. the guy. Yeah, that was, that was hilarious. I mean, that's when 2Hype and, like, Flight and, like, the 2K community was at the most. But, like, I've still seen, like, people, like, rank the 2Hype host, like, very highly amongst the community because they've just been around for a while. Yeah. yeah. I, I still watch their videos. I still watch their videos. I mean, I think they just moved into a new house. Yeah, I believe they did. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. That was a good talk about YouTube. It's definitely – you can get – you can drown in there for hours just watching whatever video clicks. Like, yeah. So, um, I know everyone in here definitely a fan of food. Who doesn't love food? But, uh. We're talking about fast food. So what do you guys think is the best place for fast food? This is definitely up for debate. And there, I would say there's a lot of strong choices for this one. All right. I'm going to say Chick-fil-A. 100%. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Shocking. Sid. That's a surprise. Yeah, it is. You're going you're gonna to elaborate on that? I'd love to yeah, hear why. You're going to say Chick-fil-A? Or? I really, like, my main thing is their waffle iron fries. Like, I'm a huge fan of those. <laughs> the waffle I don't know. They're, it's just, they just got a, they just got a charm to them that other places French fries don't have. And I really enjoy their Chick-fil-A sauce. Their Chick-fil-A sauce is absolutely delicious. Like, it works, it works with basically any, like, food on their menu. I basically. 
And I, yeah, I also like Chick Fil A. Um, I just saw that recently they donated like eleven million dollars to communities to help with the virus. But not only mm-hmm. that, their food, uh, their chicken biscuit in the morning is like yep. That's the, actually the best item best on the item menu. One hundred percent. I'm yeah. I mean, Chick Fil A definitely like it's number one. But you guys took the easy route out here. I'm going. Uh, have you ever had Popeyes, dude? I mean, like, uh, yeah. I like Popeyes. Popeyes sandwich. I, I would argue on some days it's better than Chick Fil A. I could also agree with that. Yeah. I, I mean, can, literally, yeah. all right. So I go there last night. I got two sandwiches. Um, like the it's just so crispy. Like the chicken is so nice. Like it's like it, it's way more crispy than Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A is like it's like when you take that bite, it's like a soft bite. Like you're not like getting like a nice crunch to it. Whereas like you're taking a bite of the Popeye sandwich, you're getting like a nice crunch and chicken itself. Like it's more of a like a mixed variable almost. Like there's not just like oh this is the one way you do it. It's like all right this sandwich. Has some something extra to it, but Thanks. I'll I'll admit the Popeyes French fries I didn't like them at all. I couldn't stand them. I I think they're freezing cold. I don't know why. Like even when they're hot, they're like cold to me. It's weird, but their biscuits are amazing. Like I've had oh, the yeah. Chick biscuits. Oh yeah, and then I've had Popeyes singular biscuits and Popeyes singular biscuits are much. Popeyes better. biscuits are, so good. are very good. They're so good. Um, but and Chick Fil A chicken, the the uh, patties they give you sometimes are wicked small. That is so true. I mean, like, you can get a pretty small yeah. patty there. Yeah, Popeyes, yeah, Popeyes, Popeyes yeah. you're getting a massive, like, chicken it's huge. So, I mean, I'll take – like, you guys took the easy way out. I'm not going to. I'm not letting you guys slide like that. Popeyes, it, I mean, it's as good, sometimes better, sometimes worse. It's like – they're equal. I mean, but Popeyes can be better on some days. So, uh, I'm going to be the dark horse in all of this and take Wendy's. Very – Oh, that's Wendy's. Yeah. Very, very underrated. I feel like. I feel like I, I can't stand it. I would take it over McDonald's and Burger King. I can't. I obviously it's it's uh, good. I used to be a fan. I'm I'm losing it definitely. Wendy's. I would say. I mean, the spicy nuggets are just unbelievable. Like so good. Yeah, those you can't are really beat good. them. They are lot. like they're spicy too. They're not just like. I've had a Chick Fil A spicy chicken uh, sandwich. They say spicy. It's just orange. It doesn't taste different the same thing then i go to you go to wendy's you feel a little kick like pretty good on like it's pretty good like the the, uh the kick's pretty good the nuggets are obviously really good french fries really good i will say most of the time the service is like slow like not great it's It's pretty bad and like chick-fil-a definitely has them beat on that popeye service is solid too we went we went to Wendy's and it'll, like, guy almost got arrested out front. I mean, I, I've been, yeah, I've been, I've been to some crazy Wendy's. I mean, there's some shady stuff going on. People got to chill there, but um, definitely good food. One of the, I, let's not I, forget about the Frosty. Oh, the Frosty's great. I mean, most of the time you get it, it's melted, like 99% of the time that I get so it, good. it is melted so and it's like literally milk. So, like, I'm not big on those. Usually I have to get a big one. Like, if you get a small one, it's going to be completely melted. But, yeah, I got a big one. If you know what I'm saying. But, uh... Oh, guys, watch out. Darren gets a big one. Yeah, watch out. Dude, big guy. He's walking around with a large frosty. Yeah, give me give me the big one. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Do you do vanilla or chocolate? Vanilla. I don't know, dude. Sometimes the chocolate, chocolate one's really better. good. I could... I wish they did, like, a mix, but that'd be really weird on it. it mm, nah, it'd be good. It'd be good. It'd be good, but, like, Chocolate itself is better than vanilla and chocolate, and then vanilla. I will say this: while I dissed McDonald's and Burger King, well, mainly McDonald's. McDonald's has very good uh, ice cream. Uh, on when, when the machine, oh yeah, working, if, it's, if it's if the machine, if is the working. machine decides to like work or the workers want to use it, it's very good. 
I love the McFlurries. They're so good. The Oreo McFlurries. The McFlurries are delicious. But we're talking. The the machine is. uh, I know a lot of people always like. Oh yeah, the machine's always broken. But like the places I go to, it's it's rarely broken. Me too. Same here. Like I've never. I've almost maybe once or twice. Like I'm not like an avid guy. I probably look like like an avid like McDonald's guy. I'm not. So stop saying that. But uh, I mean, like I would say I don't. Like it's not like a common thing. Like it's not like almost every time that I've ever been. Yeah, and I'm not talking about a whole lot here. I'm I'm like stepping in like shallow waters, but like I'm not talking about a whole lot of times where it's like the things broke. Even though a lot of people, like I think it's it gets a bad rap sometimes. I I would agree with that. I mean, it's not. I, I've had decent experiences with that. I mean, most fast food uh, service in general, like pretty good. Like honestly, like they're doing their best. So like I respect that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A just goes up off the Oh, yeah, their service is really service, good. Yeah, you can't be Great Chick-fil-A. service. I mean, y- you just got to, like, it's great going there and just being able to, like, they're always so happy to serve you. Even I don't know if, I don't, I don't know if they're, if they're actually like that, but, I mean, they're like that at they, work. They, 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 they seem even to be on a pretty good poker face yeah, or smile, rather. Well, <laughs> but uh, let's transition and talk about the NFL draft. It is currently Tuesday, April 21st. And in two days, the NFL draft will be taking place on- the online. Date again? The draft caught. will be online. It's twenty third to the twenty fifth. By the way, yes, the date. Yes. No, I know he said the date today, and it's like cut for a second. That's what relax, relax, boys. Uh, yeah, Thursday the NFL draft what? starts. Okay, and there, yep. I would say it's a very talented uh, draft class this year. Uh, receivers definitely a high, pit, like very deep draft for receivers. But I would also argue there's some, there's a lot of quarterback prospects for sure. Like every year, so I want to hear like an underrated quarterback or a quarterback you think is going to slide in the draft, or just like any quarterback you think might be a future pro or could be like has bust written all over them. All right, I'll start. I'm an NFL quarterback. I'm a I'm a draft guy. I plan on watching the whole draft. I mean, nothing's going on right now, but uh, I'd say a guy that's definitely going to slide. I think Jordan Love is going to start. To, no, actually, I, I'll scratch that. I think a bold – I'll make a bold prediction instead. I think that the Dolphins are going to panic about Tua's injury history, and they're going to take Herbert instead of Tua. I could definitely see that happening. At five. And, and then the Chargers will end up with Tua. And I think that would be a perfect marriage for, for the Chargers because, I mean, if you have Tua in L.A., it's a good marketing opportunity for Tua, like this high pro, high profile guy. But I think that they're gonna panic. Uh, I think Flores does a great job over there. But I think, I think we don't know all we want to about Tua's injury, and we don't know the whole truth about it because I mean, everyone's saying he's fine, he's fine. But what happened that this hip, uh, catastrophic uh, hip injury, like only a few months ago, turned into he's like fine and a hundred percent now? Like what? Ha- like what happened there? Did someone mess up? I mean, I don't think so. I think it's like. I think his camp's doing a really good job of saying that he's fine. And I think he is. Or I think he's doing much better. But I still think there's definitely some cause to be concerned. And I think the Patriots, like, best dream dream scenario would be two slides all the way to 23. That'd be but, amazing. I mean, there's no chance the Patriots pick him. They haven't picked the first-round quarterback under Belichick, so I don't see it happening. I want to throw out a crazy scenario. So, what is it? I definitely, again, don't see them picking a quarterback in the first round. I could second round would be a little nuts. I don't think Bel. Even then, I think Belichick would feel a little dangerous doing that. 
He's only, I think he's only taken one it was second. Garoppolo, right? It was Jimmy yeah, G. so that's yeah. yep. amazing pick. But uh, I think that eyeing a guy that everyone's sleeping on, I think Alex Smith would be uh, very easy to acquire. I think a lot of people, that in, that leg injury is very serious. Like almost. Yeah, so why would you, why would you go get him? I think because the price tag is going to be cheap. You can throw him a fifth or sixth round pick easily. Belichick doesn't really, Belichick would take that. Even if he just competes for the job and helps uh, Stidham grow for a year, he knows what it's like. He's been a very successful quarterback when he's healthy. And I don't think he can necessarily bring that level back, but I think he could at least be the bridge quarterback for a year in between two, uh, in between the next like era of New England. I think he could. I feel like they, I, I thought they brought in Hoyer. I feel like they brought Hoyer in, Hoyer in to do that. And then, but I agree with you in the sense that Washington has way too many quarterbacks. And then they have Allen and Haskins competing for the starting job. Why would you need a third guy? Because like, especially when he's injured, I think you'd be willing to deal him yeah, pretty quickly. But if he's, you're saying, oh, the Patriots should get him as like a teaching guy. But if he's injured, this doesn't really mean anything. Well, like the, the Patriots aren't going to write a blank check for him and then say, just come be a teacher on the sidelines for I, us. I don't. Think I would say do that. that that is a risk the Patriots are willing to take. They they do that a lot with old veterans. They have no problem. Sa- Look how many veterans they signed over the years. They just take a flyer on the guy. You don't even know who he is. He's probably in the practice squad last week. The next week, he's wearing the uniform. He's uh, scoring a touchdown. You never know. Like, it happens. But people know who Alex Smith is. Alex Smith was the number one overall Exactly. Back. So why wouldn't really you go give up a six-round pick for him? You'd be pretty... Because your name's Bill Belichick. You, don't you do, do that. that. You trade six-round picks for guys, and then they become something really good, and then you let them go. That happens all the time. Bill Bel- Belichick loves drafting guys in the six-round. He... I would argue he loves drafting in the fifth and sixth rounds more because he likes finding those high-value guys than drafting in the early rounds. Yeah, but he has no problem flipping a pick for some guy that he knows is going to be a pretty good player. I think Smith could be but a bridge Alex quarterback. Smith is injured. His leg literally, he almost had his leg amputated. He, there's no debate he can still – I bet he can still play, but I don't see where he would fit in here because he probably wants to be in a place where there is no, like, almost no pressure to win, where in New England, I mean, there's pressure Chances to win. Are low. They don't care. Like, there's not many hopes here. I wouldn't say there's high hopes. Oh, yes. Well, I think there is because Bill Belichick's at the door. Well, yes, but I still think Alex Smith could still be a good quarterback with Bill Belichick as a coach. Every single place Alex Smith has gone to, they tried to push him out. When Kaepernick started playing good, they kicked him out. You know how good he was before his injury? I would rather. I was just about to say He was unbelievable before his injury. He was unbelievable. He's going to win the MVP of the league. He was that good. I'd rather... I'd rather Kaepernick right now, honestly. That's a joke. That that is. I would, at least Kaepernick, I would see how Kaepernick at least didn't like literally almost get his leg Ka- amputated. One, like this one, Kaepernick like, is a distraction. Injury. Two, he's not good enough to be able to talk like that, like every other single quarterback in the league, like he thinks he is. I he's not that good. He had one good year in the NFL. Well, then he yeah, but he I, I no, I'm saying he's right a now, backup, and he even then he talks exactly. too much. He's a distraction. I'm talking about Kaepernick, not Smith. Yeah, no, I'm saying Kaepernick. It also doesn't seem like he wants his job, like wants a job, because he, I mean, he turned like he literally turned it into his own combine. He completely it. ruined his own doing. combine. Yeah, he, ruined his own combine. he ruined his own combine. I get he that, did. but my thing is, I'd rather a guy who didn't like Alex Smith. I think is the worst example to use in this case to bring in as like a, a, a old like guy that spent places. I, they should have brought in Case Keenum, but I mean, the Browns being the Browns paid him six million a year to be a backup, which makes no sense unless you're trying to replace Baker Mayfield, which makes even less sense. Because he was just your number one overall pick. I mean, that just means Cleveland's moronic. But my thing is, like, why – like, Alex Smith doesn't make any sense here. 
take the two guys you have right now, draft one in the uh, take one in the draft first or third round within the their first three rounds, and then see who's your quarterback. Let Hoyer start this year. Let those two other guys, whoever that if they draft the third guy or if it's Stidham, let Stidham like get ready to go. And I think Stidham could be the future guy, or this other dra- guy they draft could be the future guy. Alex Smith, I think, makes no sense for this equation. I like Stidham a lot. I think he can. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna be a very. Like he's gonna be sneaky. He's gonna he's gonna end up being like Tom Brady, not at, like Tom Brady, but kind of like the fact that nobody has faith in him at the start. What'd you say? Like Sidham will kind of be the. So you're saying he's gonna like, be the next Tom Brady? Brady? No, 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 no. I'm saying he's gonna have. I think that that's, I think that's what Darren's saying. No, I'm that's saying he's gonna have that then. situation where he's not gonna be believed in at all, kidding. but then yeah. somehow, like, be over what he's been expected to perform at. I think so, but I think he also he, he also has like high expectations now because everyone's like, oh, he's under the radar. And once as many people say he's under the radar and I think he'll do well, that turns into a lot of people expecting him to be pretty good. Yeah, but he's not even supposed to so, start like, the season. I, I wouldn't even throw him out right now. I think that's why I think you bring in a veteran. And, no, and Brian Hoyer might be the starter, but it wouldn't hurt you to bring in somebody else too to compete with the guy, make him better while he learns from Hoyer. He's been in a great quarterback room. He's been with Brady. And those great offensive minds, I, I honestly, I believe in this kid. I do. I think he could definitely be the free, the future, but he needs to develop still. And if you just throw him out this year with a with a receiving core that Brady couldn't work with, he, the, why would he work with it? I don't think that's just going to happen. I think you still have to get the team better, and you have to let this guy mm-hmm. develop and get better himself. Said you've been silent, brother. What's going on? Yeah, I personally think that. Stidham shouldn't, like as you guys said, Stidham shouldn't just be thrown out there with a really poor receiving core, like the lack thereof of, of the receiving core. I think game. this draft, we need to focus on getting a receiving core in check, and then we can worry about getting a quarterback later because we already have Brian Hoyer, who's a, a veteran of the NFL. He can perform somewhat decently. We have Stidham. If we get the right receivers and – build the receivers around Stidham, then I think this Patriots team is definitely a force to is gonna be a force to be reckoned with. But we still lost so many guys on defense too. Everybody. We lost we yeah, lost no, yeah, we basically lost Collins. everybody. So. Argue, my argument would be that Collins was the most valuable player on defense, but nobody ever talks about I would him. say Hightower so is good. Well no Hightower is the most underrated player He's the on most the team. valuable on defense nobody though. talks yeah. about him. I know he is, but all right, Collins was second. I mean, Collins was literally defensive player of the year for yeah, and then and then we lost Van Noy too, who's very underrated too. It just yeah, got, Van Noy yeah, yeah. was just starting to get the recognition underrated. he deserved this year. And then the yeah, that, the Patriots not paying yeah. everyone is really definitely hurting everybody on it. Yeah, it is like, because you are losing everybody. I mean, the report came out a couple of days ago that they weren't even close to paying Thune, who Thune's one of the best guards in the league by far. You drafted him. Oh yeah, amazing draft pick again, which. I would the Patriots do really well drafting in the later rounds, like third round on. I don't think they do terribly good in the first round. Like they've they've had some bot no, they, picks. They've had like, but they don't pick Pro Bowlers. They in the don't. Draft. But they don't get any. Thuni is a Pro Bowler by far. This kid's really good. He's an All Pro. Yeah. He and you find out that they did the franchise tag. Okay, good. That that's solid. But you know it's not going to last long when they found you found out that they weren't even close to a deal. That's very concerning. That you don't want to pay offensive linemen. Especially when you have a young, you're gonna have. If you're anticipating having a young quarterback back there, that's gonna be very scary. If you just give him no protection up front, and he's gonna get mauled. But yeah, I mean, probably wrapping up. I'm guessing. 
to Sid's point, I mean, I don't know if I would pick receivers before getting a quarterback. Because, I mean, like, w- like this draft, like, the Pats aren't in a – I mean, they could get a guy – I feel like you can't draft, like, two receivers in the draft class. Like, you need more than one guy. I feel like you get a quarterback. You get the you get the guy that you want it like you want to be like you don't want to go with like you shouldn't settle at quarterback quarterback's a position you can't settle at like you can't be having a good quarterback and say all right we're gonna win a Super Bowl you have to have the quarterback that says all right we can win a Super Bowl I mean exactly. you can't be like like no offense to like I mean like if Stidham's just not the guy like you can't just be like all right he's good like let's see if we can go anywhere and if you make like if you're making the playoffs and you're like oh we're happy with this like that's just not how a franchise should be run you got to find the guy that's your quarterback that you're gonna win like. When Bridgewater was signed for a ton of money, I didn't think he was the guy that can lead that team to a Super Bowl. I like, I think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's a Super Bowl guy, so I don't see the point in signing him for that much money. But like, settling for like just getting guys who are like not taking you straight to like where you want to go. I yeah, I don't see the the, the exactly. Reason. So if you don't think you have the man, you do a bridge. You throw in a bridge quarterback, and that should usually be a veteran who. Hoyer, honestly, is a good guy. I was just the Alex Smith thing was kind of just thrown out there. The Alex Smith thing, but but that's my thing. It like it, it, I'm all for using a bridge guy, but using a bridge guy is literally saying, all right, we're not. This isn't our guy. So you, unless you're saying, all right, next year Lawrence comes out of the draft. If you're doing it for that, like if everyone was on the same page that Lawrence was the next guy, then I would say, okay, then use this bridge year and see if the Stidham guy's worth anything. Like. Like, what happens if Stidham's really good? And then they, they're like, all right, let's go get Lawrence. Like, what do you do? Do you trade Stidham? Well, or no. Stidham when when I say bridge like here, I mean finding that next guy. I don't necessarily mean tanking. That's not exactly what I mean. And I and, then all, mean, yeah. and then there's a possibility that they trade up for the draft. You never know. I mean, I know there's going to be a lot less trades because it's an online draft. M- multiple people are coming out saying that, like coaches. Yeah, Elway, Elway said, said it. it. John Elway came out and said that he thinks there's going to be a lot less uh, trades. But – uh. And Elway always trades. And he usually, yeah, yeah, he loves making trades. Let's be honest. Most of them aren't very good. Elway has not made a lot of great trades in his day. But um, put together a Super he Bowl did, team. He did right put now. together a Super Bowl team. But other than that, I mean, he's made some, yeah, poor choices. And it's really hurting them right now. Yeah, it is, honestly. I like Law. I think Law can be something. But, again, I don't think Locke's like that guy that is going to win you the Super Bowl. But then again, sometimes you're stuck and you can't really do much about it. Yeah, you got to see. I got you. You got to see where – it all takes time. Like, you can't just go after him one day. I get that. So, uh, today in the news, Governor Baker came out and said that uh, all the school buildings will be shut down for the rest of the year. So, rip senior year and that online classes will continue. And, obviously, a very sad day for all the seniors who look forward to this for the uh, 11 years, 12 years we've been in this school system. So – General thoughts. All right. I'm going to start off. I feel bittersweet, honestly. I'm just glad I don't have to go to my classes, but uh, I feel it's feels Dude, come, come on, on buddy. No, that's just lazy. No, it's, I mean, senioritis kicked in ever since I went into oh, senior year. Yeah. And on, I feel really bitter because I really can't, I can't see my classmates again. It was really sad that I can't go on the stage to like give the um, headmaster a handshake, get that diploma, just celebrate with all my friends. And it's just really depressing. Senior week was supposed to be a lot of fun. The fact that we can't celebrate that now is kind of sad, but 
what can you do? You got to try and contain the virus. But again, it's really sad, especially for the seniors of high school. They were supposed to finish this off. Huge goodbye and really depressing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's obviously sad. The thing I'll say is that the, like the things that get, like that are a little like weird to me is like people like, I'd say like, I'm not like attacking certain people, but like older generations, like might be like telling like, like there's people who are saying to people like, Oh, it could be much worse. It could be much worse. Like it doesn't mean that this thing didn't happen. And then, like, that people are suffering. Like, I think is the thing is that we're all suffering. And by, like, saying that, oh, this person, like, oh, it could, like, the I've seen, like, videos that was, like, seniors, like, now who are upset. And it's, like, them just missing out because of, like, coronavirus. And they just, like, are sitting inside. Whereas it's, like, seniors, like, during, like, World War II, like, having to, like, going straight from, like, high school to the wars. It's, like, like, yeah, we obviously get that. But, like, times are different now. And, like, people have the right to be upset that their senior year is over. And I think that people doing challenges where they're like posting their seniors they're like oh so this is for the seniors like that doesn't do anything for like people i get it's like somewhat spreading positivity but at the same time it's like showing these seniors like something that they like missed out on i don't get the the benefits and saying oh here's my senior portrait from like something something years ago unless it's like a funny thing and like you're trying to cheer the people up i get that but at the same time other people do it and then want to turn around and say oh why don't you just be happy during these times like like, people are going to be upset, and I think you got to let, like, if you're, like, talking to people, you got to, like, let them heal on their own. But, like, you like you do know what, like, a lot of people don't know what it feels like to get robbed of, like, a senior year. I mean, I feel for, like, people in college who, like, miss out on their last season to play sports and stuff. I mean, obviously, we're not, people aren't, we aren't the real victims. I mean, I get that, but it's a tough time for everyone. I think everyone has to just acknowledge that, yep, that really stinks for you. Like, I really feel bad for you, and... But we're gonna get through this. Mm-hmm. Good days are ahead. That's that's my that's my. Sure I want to add. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh okay, Dan. No, you, you go, go buddy. Right, I'm for, a host. You go. For, for me, <laughs> I think it hasn't really sunk in. You know, I when in elementary school, like looking up, being like, "Wow, like 2020 is the year where I'm gonna graduate high school." It seems so far away, and like it's here now, and it's not even gonna be complete. Like, just the fact that I've always wanted to like graduate. And, like, now I won't even get to finish my senior year. Hasn't really sunk in, but it's really – That's true. It's, it like, it's just sad. Like, there's nothing – like, we can't have, like, one last, like, like senior send prank off, or, yeah. like, send off or, like, hang out with the with your friends and classmates. Like, it's it's very it's – a, it's a hard time. So, with the sad – obviously, very sad what happened, but – um, this was the right decision. It had to be. Ha- it had to be made. The decision mm-hmm. had to be made. Yeah, I so. totally agree with it. I understand it, and it's better that this is happening than letting everyone go back. Oh, we're, it'll be fun, but yeah, but everyone's gonna get sick. So obviously, like it's very sad. But um, there's more important things in the world, like the actual virus itself, not the things that are being canceled by it. Everyone should be focused on that. Everyone should be focused on staying home, staying uh, mm-hmm. sanitary, a lot of washing your hands and everything like that, staying home. Try not to see other people because that's just very selfish and not the right thing to do right now. So you're, the day yeah, I have come. another thing I want to say when you're done. The day, the day will come is all I have to say. And obviously very upset as a senior, not being able to finish it off, but um, uh, we're going to get through it. And so, the day – that this is all over. It'll be a great celebration, and the 
the feeling of pain won't contribute, won't even compare to the feeling of joy everyone will feel when, when this is all over. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And a thing that I'll say is like, celebrities like i i actually have like a problem i mean i'm not i'm not trying to sound negative here i'm not like i don't want to attack like that's not what i want to do on this like platform but my thing is like i've seen like celebrities like training with other people and like working out with each other like and it's like a different person like every day like that's not the point of like like i i see like i know it was brady and brady got like kicked out of like a park in like right right like early no no I don't he was feel by bad. himself. Why would you feel bad for him? I don't care. You, you're spread. If you're there, and then someone else ends up showing up, then that's not a, like that's not good. That's like literally, it's not social distancing if people are going the same place. I'd have to. I don't know. I just think I'm... he wanted a nice, like, to be alone and work out. And he is not. Hold on. Yeah, but he is not above the law. He has all the resources. He's not above yeah. the law. He shouldn't be doing that. Other people stand he's not, inside. Yeah, he's not above the law. He he obviously it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who he is. This, the secure the uh the health workers are putting their lives on the line so that everyone else can stay home and the least everyone can do to thank them is stay home so I just wanna yeah, and then seeing I want to end yeah, off this episode no I want to end off the episode by saying thank you to all the uh essential workers wherever you are thank you very much um thank, thank you all say it again say it again and cut say it again thank you to all the essential workers for everything you've done and for putting your uh for just being generous and putting your life on the line for the safety of others and we want to thank you all for watching this episode and hope you tune in next time please follow us on uh instagram and uh listen to us on spotify and continue to be uh loyal fans so uh thank you very much take care good night take care thank you all for listening